coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Rob Ganley, your host of Franchise Marketing Radio. And today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Gigi Swikert. She's the Chief Executive Officer at Lightbridge Academy. It's great to have you on the show, Gigi. Thank you so much, Rob. I'm very excited about talking with you, and I really appreciate you inviting me. You got it. You got it. It's great to have you here. So tell us a little bit about this. I know a little bit about your background. We were talking a little earlier. You're an international speaker, a book author, multiple series of books. Uh, Tell me about that and, and leading up to now being CEO of Lightbridge. Tell us about that journey and your background. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so interesting journey, one that I never expected in being the CEO, but am very delighted and, and very proud and honored and privileged to be the CEO of Leverage Academy. We'll talk about that more in a little bit, as you indicated, but let me just tell you a little bit about the background and, and how I got here. I actually had always wanted to be in teaching, even when I was in school, even though I was in classes in college that were leading me down different career paths. So eventually I got back to to teaching and working with young children and started in the early childhood field. And so worked with toddlers, worked with infants, preschoolers in a multitude of places. So on-site childcare centers that were employee sponsored, Head Start centers, um, drop-off centers at vacation spots, um, things like that. And so I've always been very interested and very involved in early childhood education. I took some time off to raise my four children who are very close in age. um, And during that time began consulting, writing and speaking. And so that's kind of what led me to Lightbridge Academy. The founder at the time had used me for some consulting work, having seen me doing some speaking and having bought some of my books. And then that kind of led to a full-time position. And I chose Lightbridge Academy because of the wonderful core values that Lightbridge has. You know, people talk about core values all the time and they talk about culture all the time, but I really do believe in our core values of caring deeply and happiness and integrity and delivering well customer experience and I can go on and on, but I will not. And so I found that, that about that time, my son was going into high school. He's the uh, the youngest one. And so started doing some consulting work and then he was moving on to college and then decided that I would uh, work full time. So, and um, that's been eight years. And what I had never been involved in before, Rob, that I absolutely love is the franchising concept. I love the franchise community. The community is so helpful and proactive and there's so much synergy and sharing of ideas. And it is really phenomenal to be in that and the opportunity to help people construct and build their own business and legacy has just been 
a, a really more um, of a passion even than, than working with young children is now helping adults reach their full potential. Yeah, we were talking about that connection too, right? Uh, you know, there's so many challenges when you make a leap into uh, starting a business. And many franchisees are experienced, but many it's their first business, and and that is a it's a difficult uh, journey to make and, and commitment. But a lot of the things, uh, and you have a series called Winning Ways, and it's very interesting to me how that it was almost like you were building this curriculum for your future with it you didn't know. Uh, but it, but it's uh, I think it's probably integral to the way that 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 Lightbridge is now constructed and how you do help people get into business. Uh, but tell me a little bit about that about your brand and and obviously you came in uh, you were doing consulting and then you came in full time uh, and so there was a brand and and it was there and you really it obviously resonated with you. Tell me a little bit now though as you've been leading this thing for a number of years. Tell me about how that background, you know, that you had kind of infused with the brand and how does that influence how you deliver services? Yeah, so that's such a great question. So I think that the thing that really landed me at Leverage Academy, as I indicated previously, was the core values. And mostly um, and specifically and demonstrated the integrity of it never being asked to compromise the safety and health of young children. Each one of our classrooms throughout every center that we have across the country has cameras. And so when parents enter an early childhood education program, that's not a light bridge that might not have cameras is that people often say that you have the ability to come in. There's an open door policy. Well, we have an open door policy and it's a real open door policy where parents can see everything we're doing at any given time on any device in real time. And for me, that really says a lot about the brand. It says two things. It says one, we believe in what we're doing and we feel that what we're doing is good and we want to share it with you, especially as working parents that you may not get to see some of these things that are happening with your child. Secondly, it says that in the best situation, things can always get better. And so when we have multiple eyes on what's happening in our classrooms, parents too, the 10,000 parents that we serve can also help us to get better through our interactions with children, through the routine of the day, with how we orchestrate things, with the projects we do. And so it just makes me feel great. And that's why I really resonated with the brand is because of that vulnerability, that continuous improvement piece. Um, but to kind of link it back to the winning ways piece and, and working with, with young children is that franchising can feel very much like the steps of growing up very much kind of like that infant and delighted with the concept and so excited about this new business opportunity in front of me. And then kind of the toddler, like, wow, you're asking me to do all these things and I don't want to do it. That's a lot of money. And I've got to put a personal guarantee on this and that's 10,000 square feet. And that's a lot. And then kind of that preschooler where I've got this, you know, um, and then kind of moving into elementary school where I need your help and I need your support. And then once that center is up and it's functioning and the revenue is starting to flow, kind of getting into the teenage years that I don't really need you, 
you know, I'm not really sure why I even need to go with a brand. You know, I can do this on my own. And then kind of getting into the college years where the franchisees start to recognize that, wow, the franchisor actually knows more than I thought they did. Um, so it's kind of whole this whole life cycle piece, but it's I think it's very apropos. And I think the other piece is that when you're working with young children, you're always meeting them where they are, right? And you're always looking for what is what are their best skill sets. And it's the same thing with a franchisee is mm-hmm. let's meet you where you are and what are your best skill sets. So franchisees come to us with a marketing background. They're going to be great in that. And they're going to be so excited about that. But maybe finance is not their thing. For somebody comes to us with a finance background, they can do P&Ls all day long, but they're not real warm and fuzzy. How do we help them with that piece? So I think there's a lot of uh, alignment there. Um with making sure that we meet people where they are, making sure that we understand what are people's greatest skill sets, what are their sweet spots, helping them and encourage them to use those skill sets that are that, are, that they feel proud of and, and feel very confident in. And then secondly, how do we as a franchisor wrap our arms around them to support them in the things that they don't do innately by themselves and sometimes provide them with a little bit of discomfort? Yeah, well, and, that, and that's what you know kind of spurs the uh, the change. But you just you have to do it, you know. Uh, someone shared a story. He was a speaker. It was funny because he was sharing his story about the first time that he got a speaking engagement. He didn't realize the audience was five thousand people, and <laughs> so then he got at the when it led up to the, him speaking, he was telling the venue or whoever organized everything. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He was really freaking out. And this woman just said, you're doing it. And, and she like kind of pushed him out there and opened the curtain. He's like, I just found myself out there in front of him and I just had to do it, right? I wasn't comfortable. But then he ta- talked about how great that experience was and how it really changed his life. And sometimes it is those things, right? Like just out of your comfort zone, but having someone to be there to say, you can do it, go, just do it. You know, it's, uh, it's not that big of a deal. I, one of my favorite um, leadership authors, um, love Steph Godin and love um, John Maxwell. And one of the things that he says is stay in your skill set, but stay out of your comfort zone. So always pushing yourself to have what I call the sweaty palm moments, you know, where you're just a little bit uncomfortable, because if you're not a little bit uncomfortable, you're not learning anything new. Um, and so I think it's always important for people to push themselves a little bit beyond that to move into something else and love that story where someone just realized that, listen, I, I, I got to do it. You know, it's kind of that plunge into the cold pool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it ended up for him. And I thought it was a great story, but and it led to some amazing things. So it was a fantastic story for him. But um, but yeah, no, that is it. And uh, so you know, I, I was I was just digging in a little bit as I, I knew I was going to be talking to you, and I was looking at at the company, at the brand, and man, I mean the awards, right? You've done some great work, and and so I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about like maybe what your favorite award is, but when when you were sharing um, that continuum, like the the how you mapped. Uh, growing up with growing up in business, I thought, well, that just saying it the way you said it, you must have an amazing intuition for helping your franchisees, like your your whole staff, the way you do things. It, you obviously are aware of what you just said. So it's like, man, that's impactful, right? So tell me, how how does that, obviously that type of you know uh, mentality is helping you guys 
win awards and and grow as a business, right? So tell me, you know, how does that, is there some of those awards that you're really proud of that you're shooting for? I mean, how do you map sort of the two together, right? Like one leads to the other or? So I think that the cultural aspect of understanding and, and knowing is that we really see the home office as an upside down organizational chart. So Usually you'll see the CEO at the top of a company and then it cascades down to the people who are on the front lines. And we like to flip that organizational chart over and see the CEO and everyone in the home office at the bottom of that organizational chart. And all of those teachers, those franchise owners, everyone who's out in the field at our centers every day, helping a baby, doing digital marketing, whatever it is that they're doing to better serve parents and their children through education and care is what we want to do. So we really see ourselves as servant leaders. And we really want to make sure that we're being extremely supportive in everything and making sure that they realize that the home office is not someone who's going to punish you or someone who's going to be there to point out what you're not doing well. What we're there to do is to point out how you can be successful. And we know that our model can be successful because we have been doing it for 25 years and have been successful. And because in this climate today, through COVID and pre-COVID, we're also running 17 company centers ourselves and deal with the same issues, whether those are interest rate issues or whether those are staff retention issues that everyone else does. So I think we've got a cultural mentality of empathy, but we also have the true empathy because we are playing that game every single day. When it comes to the awards that we're most proud of, um, it, it we're, we're proud of all of them. Um, I think when you when you first start out and you get on the franchise 500, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, you like I framed it and I've framed it every year since. Believe me. Yeah. Um, but every single award we've achieved, we felt really good about. Um, we got an award that we didn't know about from Newsweek for customer experience. And I don't know if you, but probably people in the audience and you often get some award opportunities that you're not always sure, is this real? You know, and so I'll typically forward the email to my chief marketing officer and our PR department and I'll say, is this, you know, is this real? And when I got the Newsweek one, <laughs> I thought, is this real? Um, and it was real, um, and it wasn't something we applied for, and it wasn't something that we were searching to do. It was something that we were awarded, and it felt really good, and it was about customer experience. And so for us, being able to make sure that we serve everyone and what we call our circle of care, which are five stakeholders, the child, the community, the parents, it's the teachers, and it's the owners. And so I think that probably was the most profound award for us because it was unexpected. It's what's at the heart of our core values. And it's what we want to do and emulate for everyone that we're delighting children, that we're satisfying parents, that owners are feeling good about their companies and they're reaping financial benefit from that. Yeah. Now that's amazing. I mean, that says volumes, right? I mean, about everything you're projecting in your brand the inverted pyramid, the, the servant leader mentality, you know, it's working when you get that kind of thing happen. <laughs> okay, I guess it's working. Oh, it's like it, looking in the mirror. You know, it, seems, it seems to be working and uh, it, it is working. 
And, um, and I can't, you know, I mean, their franchisees are dissatisfied with us at times. And there are times when we're dissatisfied too, but branching is, you know, it's a marriage, it's a family. And so there are give and takes in everything that we do. And our franchisees make us better. We have a franchise advisory committee. We've got an innovation email. Um, they have obviously direct access to their business coaches to really think about how do we how do we get better. And many of the initiatives that we have done have come straight from the franchisees. And so we're always listening. And I also do believe that with every complaint or concern or suggestion, no matter how it's delivered, whether it's delivered very nicely or whether it's delivered in a way that doesn't make you feel so good, that there's a kernel of truth in there somewhere that some sort of need is not being satisfied. Maybe not the one being articulated, but something there. And so it's always worth pausing, not taking it emotionally, not getting upset, not taking it personally, but listening. What is the person saying to you? And really digging a little bit deeper to understand what is this person not getting that they should be getting either in support or in um, infrastructure or whatever it might be so that they can feel successful. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, in, in terms of you know this great success, and like you're right, in being in business is yeah, I like the comparison to a marriage, but it is it is a journey that is testing you on a regular basis. And you know the fact that you have someone to lean on, you have the franchisor and the staff and the team, or even other franchisees, you have a community. You know, you have that 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 you know, that 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 community to lean on to push through, right? But it doesn't mean it's easy, and people. Yeah, and I like the the um, I've heard the phrase, you know, react but don't overreact, right? Like yeah. we need to hear and empathize. Like the and, and empathize is an amazing word, uh, but we have to be real about how do we move forward. Let's focus on forward and and you know what do we do to fix what it is we need to fix. And um, usually it's it's on both sides. Sometimes it's you know. So anyway, that that it. So as a CEO, right? You're growing. You're you're doing a great job, right? Things are flowing. Um, and, and I know you're at about, you know, I think in the pipeline, you know, and open, uh, um, uh, locations, you have about 140 or so, and you're, right. you're approaching 150. Tell me a little bit about your vision. Like I know as a, as a business, uh, the goal is to make everybody successful financially. And so how does that look for you? How, how does the future, what is the goal, I guess, for Lightbridge? Would you want to be everywhere in the country? Is there international expansion? What, what does that look like further down the road? So that's a that's a great question. And one that I think, you know, we continue to look at based on the, the success that we have. So we obviously want to grow. We want to make sure that we're growing in a way that we're supporting everyone. And so I like to kind of look at the, 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 the pipeline as three parts. Those people who are already open, including our company centers, and how does every decision of what we do impact them? the people that are in construction and just starting the journey with us and the people that we've just sold to. And the reason I bring up those three buckets is because every decision we make affects each one of those buckets a little bit differently. The people that we've just sold to really don't know, right? Because they didn't experience anything. People who are in the middle of it, a little confused, but the people who've been doing something for a long time, change is hard, even if it's for good, right? So when I got promoted, that was great, but it was hard. You know, it's taken a couple of years for me to really feel more confident in my position. Um, 
moving into a new house is hard. You've got to move everything, et cetera. So we are innovators in early childhood education. We do a lot of things that are technology related and technology related to run a more efficient business and technology related to bring people together. So the cameras that I mentioned earlier can not only provide us with better quality assurance and experience for everyone involved, but we can also bring parents who are at work the opportunity to see their children or grandparents who live across the country or in another country to be able to see their grandchildren. So there are many opportunities where that technology brings us together. So in a world where technology is changing constantly, is helping people to make sure that we're deciphering what's the best innovations to use, where are we going to select, what's the cost going to be to the franchisee, and is that going to be valuable to the experience of the child and the parent, and how does that move us along? Is the cast that so kind of that's the the vision for for who we are right now as being innovators in early childhood education. So right. always growing in a model where we know that children learn best through play. Um, as far as our growth piece is right now, we're up and down the East Coast. We're over in Texas. We're doing some Ohio. We're opportunistic. We just um, signed our first um, franchise in Colorado. So very excited about that. Um, and so we will continue to kind of move with this geographic footprint that makes that makes sense for us, but are also not adverse to um, something that comes along that makes sense for us. Um, we're not pursuing anything internationally right now, um, but nothing's off the table when you're an innovator uh, and you want to grow your business. You're always looking at opportunities. But as we scale, I think the thing that we look at mostly is can we maintain the culture that we have can we maintain the core values that we have and that piece of how do we make sure that we're caring deeply how do we make sure we provide that support i think is the most essential thing that we do moving forward yeah i love i mean i i I hear i hear this in your in your voice i hear in your explanation is that Really, your franchisees, their profitability, your quality, your impact is something you're looking at in each location. And so you're very deliberate in your growth. Right? You want to grow, of course, and you're but but you're you're very deliberate and it's got to maintain a certain level. And so that's that. And I I I love that when I hear that because it's it says that it's more important to take care of what we have first and then we can keep going, right? So if we can do both at the same time, great. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 that I think is interesting. So we have a lot of quality assurance pieces that I am sure most good franchisors have. And so we have our QAs, we have our business coaches out in the field, we do secret shops, um, all different kinds of things to make sure we have the NPS scores from our consumers to make sure that we have the quality standard that we want. But ultimately, for me personally, as the mom of four, is that when I walk into a center, I think to myself, would I hand my baby to this person? And we're a trust business. And so having that type of feeling, being in the field, making sure that obviously the facility is duplicated for the health and safety and the curriculum is duplicated. But what's most important is that loving, caring duplication 
that I, as a parent, would hand my child to you. Because we have first-time parents who have never given their child over to anyone. That is super hard to do. And so we need to make sure that we're not just helping the child, but we're helping the parent navigate all of the complexities of what it's like to be a working family with two partners earning a living and trying to balance work and family. And what does that look like? So there's so many dimensions to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and how does that, uh, that trust that you mentioned, um, yeah, you know, when you said that, that I I immediately connected. Like, wow, like that's huge. Like, I I remember, like, when my kids were that age, and especially with the first kid, you're very protect protective. It's you're learning everything. You're not sure of anything, and and so yeah, that is traumatic. Like, if you have to do that, and it also means that you're forming a real bond with your customers, right? Yeah. And so how does that connect with marketing? So I was going to talk to you a little bit about marketing. Obviously, that's what we do here at the, at the show. But so like, there's a lot of high-tech marketing. We all know about like how Google works and Facebook and the importance of those things. Um, but that trust must connect in a way that allows you to really just let that grow. Like if, if I know if I found someone that took care of my kids well and I enjoyed the experience, I would probably tell all my friends. And I'm sure that there's a lot of that effect, but tell me a little bit about the marketing. What are the core principles of what you try to teach your business owners to focus on? And I'm assuming it connects a lot to this relationship with the community and their customers. So I think that that marketing question is is many-fold and I'll I'll take it with the time that we have in, in two components. I'll take the local area marketing piece of really being in your community of really being that place where people feel it's a happy place, it's a good place, it's a trusted place, it's a fun place, getting out, supporting what's happening in the community, partnering with the restaurants around the corner, partnering with the local pizza guys so that on Fridays when pizza boxes go out to everyone's home in the community because everybody usually gets a pizza on a Friday night, that there's a coloring sheet from Lightbridge Academy on the top of that, you know? so that we're giving muffins to the fire department and telling them in collaboration with the children how much we appreciate them and we're inviting them in. So as I told you before, one of the stakeholders in our circle of care is the community. And when Lightbridge Academy comes to town and we go into a community, it's our responsibility to be a good neighbor and to make that community better. So franchisees, the directors, the people who are in the center need to be out and about. What we want to know is the guy who, or the woman who drops off UPS or Amazon or whatever it is says, you know, they're great people. They are the nicest people. And we want to be known for that. We want to be known for safe, but we also want to be known for nice. They're good people. They're good people. And so that takes relationship building. That takes saying hello. That takes pausing. All those types of things. That takes getting out, knowing people. Um, Some people love that. They feel great doing it. Other people have to push themselves a little bit more to do that. The second piece, I think, is the whole digital piece and the whole social media piece. And so that's understanding who is your consumer and making sure, although I'm the mother of four, my children range in age now from 21 to 26. I need to make sure that we are understanding the persona of the parents that we serve today. What is important to them? 
What do they need to see? And so always asking them, always surveying them, always looking for that continuous improvement to put them in a situation where they feel good so that we can build that trust. And then as you indicated, the absolute greatest greatest reference that we'll, we'll ever get, review that we'll ever get, marking that we'll ever get is referral. Is someone saying, I have my children there and you would really love it. Or my children are there, come join me. It's awesome. And yeah. I think it's important to Rob, to really look at satisfaction versus loyalty. So with the net promoter score. So loyalty is that I trust you. I feel good with you. We have a relationship kind of like family, right? Mm-hmm. And satisfaction is, even though I trust you and we have a good relationship, I might not particularly like you today, or I might not be happy with the decision that you made. So parents might not be happy that we can't find their child's code. They might not be happy that their child didn't do well in this activity, or their child mm-hmm. wasn't included, or we made some sort of human error with um where we, where we put a glove or something, right? Mm-hmm. So there are times when people will be dissatisfied and we have to own up to that. We have to say, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right and we're going to do a better job. So we listen, we emphasize, empathize, but then we take action. We think about how are we going to make this better so it doesn't happen again? And how are we going to communicate that, not to just that one center, to all our centers, so that mm-hmm. we're better at keeping our, our hands on, on all the gloves. Um, yeah. that we have that are represented by so many children. So the yeah. marketing piece is is getting out and about, being good people, you know, and then being good people gives us the opportunity to share that in social media. And then knowing who our customer is gives us the opportunity to really decide what it looks like for our SEO, what it looks like for that persona, where we should put our, our dollars um, so that we can um, really match up the needs with with the consumer. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, you know, it's a lot of give first today. It's a lot of show me. It's a lot of be authentic. Like everything you were saying was like, because you're not going to be perfect, but you can own up to things. You can communicate well. You can fix things. I love the part about understanding the difference between loyalty and, and customer satisfaction, because you have to understand that I think there can be an overreaction back to the react, but don't overreact. It's like, no, they're just not happy with you right now. It's it's, but they really care about you and then you care about them. I mean, so sometimes that helps with a customer situation, I would think. Um, but that is brilliant. I mean, you, you know, give first. So you're, you're always out there in the community, connecting with other businesses, um, uh, serving the community and then coming around to your reputation, right? Which is a lot of online. Obviously today things are out there. And then coming back to referrals, right? Like a cycle. And and that just happens naturally by running the business. That's what I want to, that's what I'm paying attention to as you're explaining it. Because just operating within the culture is marketing. <laughs> it's like projecting right. yeah. the thing that you, you know what I mean? Uh, and there's some deliberate things like you mentioned, like the, I thought the pizza boxes and the and the fire department. I mean, that's you know, it's a great I mean, there's probably unlimited ideas, right? Of how you can connect. Um, especially with schools, other schools and, and things. Um, yeah, I love integration marketing. That 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 type of local marketing is amazing. So, all right. Well, listen, we've had you for quite a while. So I do like to ask one last question before we let you go. Um, so I know you're you're a speaker and an author of some awesome books, right? Um, 
Tell me a little bit about some of your mentors, or is there a is there a principle or an idea that really has just really you've lived things your life by, or that you like to manage by now as a CEO? Is there something that was from maybe a mentor or a book? Just something that you would want to share as man that that has always helped me. Yeah. So there, gosh, there's so many things in my mind, and so many people who have been mentors and inspirational to me. And um, I think that you should always be mentoring people and you should always have a mentor no matter where you are along the journey. Um, as far as something that has really stuck with me, I think it is um, from my dad. Um, and that is follow your passion and the money will follow. Um, and so money's relative. So how much money that is depends on what it is that you're doing. But if you're passionate about what you do every day, and I am so passionate. I love my job. I love the industry there that we're in. It's what I do. Um, and so I think if people can find something that they enjoy, that they'll be so committed, committed to it that they will be successful and the money will follow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know if, if there's such a thing as happiness perpetually, right? But there is <laughs> such a thing as purpose and being accountable and feeling connected to something much like you are, you know, you're a leader of a brand and that, you know, congratulations. I mean, that's amazing. You're leading a lot of people and a lot of business owners. And, but that is as hard as that can be. It's very rewarding. Don't know if it always makes us happy, but it definitely is rewarding. It's kind of like the satisfaction loyalty thing. It gives yeah. you purpose, but sometimes you're tired and sometimes you're frustrated but your purpose is bigger than your happiness. And so you push through and to kind of to end, it's kind of like your, your story about, about the guy who's in front of 5,000 people is that if you're really passionate and you really have a purpose, then you're going to push yourself even when you're tired and even when you're angry, even when you're upset, but most of the times you're going to be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing all that. And, and, uh, just uh, your wisdom and your experience with us today. Appreciate having you on the show. Rob, thank you so much for having me. It was great. Great questions. You got it. 